Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's the Thai guy. We're back with episode 63, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> sure, I guess it's a momentous occasion uh, to some degree. Well, I was excited for episode 61, you know, Ultimate Maximum, Ukum, and all that stuff. I heard that got a good response from people. It did. It did. People really liked that one. So thanks for listening. I'm- <laughs> yeah, so that one and um, what was the other one people liked recently? Um, oh, uh, not well. There's the Dollars Ball. Raw Rage, I think it was Raw, Raw Rage. Rage. Yeah, yeah. People like these uh, Kakako Combo episodes. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people appreciated that reference to uh, was it Clay Fighter? No, no, it's Killer Instinct. Oh, Killer Instinct. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I can't keep track of all these it's video these, games that I didn't you know, play. Kill, you know, Kilgore does that. Is a combo breaker. You know. <laughs> I never got one of those because um, if you remember the game, Brett, you, you played it. You like you punch people like one hundred times in a row, and, and you just can't get a move in. And it's that's like, called a combo breaker. Well, no, they, well, no, that's one of the moves I can do. But you, you could maybe break the combo. <laughs> so, these kids today with their video yeah, games. I yeah, I know these dang kids today. They're Killer Instinct and they're shove it. You know, it's like. Should I explain that, or do people know what each other what? is? Explain it, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, when I was a tot, and I was looking, well, not a tot, but I was like, yeah. what, 12 or so? Yeah. And I was looking around for Genesis games to buy, because, you know, most Genesis games were f- fairly expensive, because that's the thing about video games. They've never really changed the price. They're always about $50 or so, or no matter if it's nintendo genesis or whatever they are today they always kind of stay the same price and so when you're 12 you don't have a lot of money you know i was looking for you know video games on a budget so i was uh, looking around at child world and i saw there was a game called shove it and it's like (laughs) and i think it had an exclamation point in year 12 you think wow shove it this game has a lot of edge and attitude and it's a puzzle game where you are a factory worker and you are shoving boxes into corners <laughs> i know <laughs> so here so it says shove it it's, he doesn't take his job and shove it or he's no. literally shoving a yeah, box that's... <laughs> that's the game and people can look this up if you don't believe me it's a box moving game it wasn't that exciting do you ever remember what level you ever be <laughs> i don't think i had <laughs> level one <laughs> I, I think after about half of level one i just turned it off and never went back to it but um, well, if you can vamp for just one more second because i gotta close this one door so vamp oh up. okay so i don't know if anyone out there remembers shove it but you know it was the 90s you know people were trying to be extreme and have attitude as we've mentioned before on this show where we talk about you know mountain dew and being extreme and awesome and outrageous so they said okay shove it we'll call it shove it i guess they were basically trying to hide that it was a box moving game but it was a budget game i could actually afford it see that's the thing that should have been a red flag i'm back but when you're 12 then it's you know maybe not so much of a red flag think oh here's a game i can afford it's called shove it i'm I'm just gonna go for it rather than wait a little longer and come up with some more money for a better game and so (laughs) live and learn oh man (laughs) i think do i still have it might be in our basement really take a look i'll I'll take a look it might be in a box because i can't really get rid of it for nostalgic value. <laughs> well, it's no two crude dudes, I'll tell you that. Not that game. <laughs> do, do, no. do, 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 do. You know, it's like it's kind of similar to Mario music. Duh, duh. People look up the theme, it's great. <laughs> I think That's, it's set yeah. now. I think it's like <laughs> what, 2022? Two, right? Is that what year this is? I don't know. Yeah, it could be well, it could be 2050, you always say. 
<laughs> so we could be listening to this in 2050. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's that too. Um, don't I really guess... pay too close attention to what year it is because I don't particularly oh, no. care. But uh, <laughs> uh... that's a very shove it attitude. For you. Well, that's true. I've learned a lot from shove it. See, there you go. There's the lessons of shove it. You know, it's like <laughs> affirmations and, and um, you know daily prayers. People say, learn from shove it. Well, yeah. Uh, well, remember, you know, in the '90s, it was kind of edgy, I guess. When there was seven up yours. Remember that? <laughs> that? That was like a slogan they used for a while. Yeah. Yeah, well, because like they said they had cool spot, and I think cool yeah. spot was too cool. You know, he didn't yeah. have any edge or attitude, even though he was cool, it, and that's it, it good. Was cool. And they, and you know, they made a video game out of that. But um, I always wanted to play. I'm assuming it's like a platform Mario. Yes, I think. Yes, I believe I did play it, and yes, it, the spot has legs and sunglasses, <laughs> and he, he's doing stuff. Well, it's like they did the Noid. You know, um, yo, well, that Noid. was a tough game. But, you know, they made a video game out of the... No- and there's misspellings in the game, if you remember. I always enjoy that. Oh, it was uh, the mayor, right? Yeah, the mayor <laughs> of the town, in, in which they spelled M-A-Y-E-R. Uh, so that's a great lesson for kids. And the greatest part of that game, of the Yonor game, is when, like, oh, you beat the first level, all right. And then they show the map. Yeah. <laughs> and it's this immense map. That... It's massive. And, and, it, and you know, it's hard, because it's a Nintendo game, and so many Nintendo games are very hard. And you look at this map and you go, uh-oh. So yeah, why yeah. did they put so much, like, I mean, I'm, I guess it's good, but why did they put so much effort and, you know, time <laughs> and thought into making the Noid game? I have no idea. I think the Noid is now back, you know, because they're, you know, trying to reclaim our nostalgia or whatever. And the, and now mm. you see Noid commercials. It's like, eh. and, well, Little Caesar's always been around. Little Caesar's. That's true, never Caesar went away. Uh, no, but I did have the, the toy. Or, yeah, or, like, I it was like. It. Yes, I still have it. Where it's a, it's the little Caesar, and you can move his mouth, like it's like a puppet. Yeah, yeah that was a good, that was a good toy. <laughs> it wasn't free. That's like you had to buy it. I remember. Oh, you had to buy it after you get your large pepperoni. <laughs> Again, when you're a kid, you don't know any better. So, <laughs> can I get the puppet, ma'am? <laughs> so that's an exact impression of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I must have asked for it because. Why or else like, would I have one, it? With one free Roni, you can get a, you can get the puppet. You know? No, or, no. With one purchase of a free Roni. Oh, okay. I, no, as I said, it, it. I remember it cost extra. It was like you. It, it, it wasn't a throw-in. It was you, you had to pay. Uh, I don't know how much. Five ninety-nine, some amount of money to get the puppet. It wasn't a throw-in, like a Happy Meal. <laughs> the pup, no puppet. No puppet. <laughs> yes. I don't have it. Okay, it's made that job. I love Little Caesars. But to get to our, uh, well, I don't know if we called a preamble. We already did a you know, pretty lengthy preamble. But yeah. we, we finally watched a movie that was on our rare movie list for a very long time. Over 10 and, years. And we finally saw it because, Ty, you got a hold of it. Yes. Because it's not anywhere. You know, and ne- this movie that we're about to reveal never got yep. any sort of digital release that I know. No DVD, no Blu-ray to date, no streaming. It was VHS and that's it. Yep. Which we movie, have been calling a TOG, to, uh, tape-only gem. This might be well, the ultimate tape-only gem. Oh, oh my goodness. And not to be mistaken with Oot from the last episode. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Over the top, I guess. No, no, that's not what it was stood for. Oh. It was it? one of those. Oh, one the, of those, yeah. <laughs> um, besides Over the Top, it would be O-T-T, wouldn't it? Right. But anyway, so this movie is Matilda. 1978, Matilda. Now, for those that may not know, Matilda 
is a movie about a boxing promoter. Like that's, that's what he is, right? He's yeah, he's like about a, an Irish boxing promoter. Oh, him. Oh, yes. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about the Elliot Gould. Oh, Elliot Gould character. Okay, yes. And so this guy comes from not Australia, but I think Ireland or UK, and mm. he comes to New York City, and he has a great boxer. And it just yep. so happens that his friend and boxer is a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, you know, Elliot Gould becomes involved and they start going on the road and Matilda starts boxing. And um, there's a love interest. And um, the I think kinda... people tried to hide the movie maybe a little bit because they're embarrassed because they, obviously it's not a real kangaroo, even though apparently they thought about using a real kangaroo and thought it might be too hard and possibly dangerous so it's a man in a kangaroo suit hopping around yeah with the and, zipper you might be able to see it <laughs> um and it's just uh, i don't know if this has become some it, sort of cult movie or something it should it, it, but it should because this demands a re-release and to be more widely seen because it's it's was you know sponsored by mcdonald's so there's a part oh, that's another tilda has an egg mcmuffin you know <laughs> Is that true? I don't. Yeah, know. remember that part? They're like kind of camping out, and they have McDonald's again. I, mean, I remember they go to a McDonald's at least yeah, one, do. and there's McDonald's cups and things all yeah. over the movie. No, they give uh, Matilda an egg McMuffin. Oh, jeez, we just watched it. And I don't remember that. I'll it's take the your part word where for like they, when they go across the Atlantic to do the 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 big fight, and then they have like a it's a brief respite, and then uh, you, they show everyone having McDonald's. So. Hmm. So it was before Bye Bye Love. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bye Bye Love. Except, so so Paul Reiser and Randy Quaid yes. at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> or Around the Bend with KFC. Yeah, it's KFC. It's like extra crispy. I can't really be walking anymore, but <laughs> he asked for extra crispy. You know. Um, <laughs> so you got to love these great cross promotions and um, very obvious product placement. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even try to hide it, you know. They're just at McDonald's and buy by love. They're just at McDonald's like the whole time. Well, they and am I wrong in thinking there's a a pretty heavy tie-in in Mac and Me? Oh yeah, that's another like McDonald's movie. Well, they have a whole musical sequence in McDonald's, right? Just <laughs> as they do around. at any McDonald's. That's like daily occurrence. <laughs> that's like not even a big deal at McDonald's. That's just what happens every time at nine. Time for the dance sequence. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, but you know, when you're a kid. Having a birthday at McDonald's is a fun, big deal, you know. Oh, a hundred percent! Like, oh my goodness, I could have all these McDonald's fries and my presents. What a <laughs> like time! Like having a birthday at McDonald's, and like that's like yeah. something you want to do. I know there's pictures in the photo album of me in a McDonald's a long, long time ago. Did you um, sit in the hamburger chair? Hamburger have, chair. Remember they had hamburger chairs for kids. Like it looked like a you know a hamburger. Like wow. there's a hamburger smiley face on the back of your chair. You can find that online. I don't recall that. No. Okay. Not to say it didn't happen. I just yeah. don't remember. I remember. I, I know like I've seen four. pictures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Matilda though, it's only on yes. VHS. So hopefully people can buy it. I mean, hopefully not. I people I would spend fifty dollars for this one. <laughs> well, spent, you would. Most normal well, people wouldn't. No, but there 30. are clips online. There are clips, so you can yeah. get a sense of Matilda. And of course, if you do that, you're going to just tantalize yourself and you're going to want to buy the VHS. <laughs> or you could hold out and see if it comes out on um, uh, any sort of format like Blu-ray, which it should. I'd like to see this in 4K. You know, it's like... <laughs> Maybe Vinegarson. This, this, I mean, it's rated PG. Yeah. So, you know. It's a hard PG, though. That's true. There's, there's those boxing sequences that are almost more violent than Rocky. 
Like, well, and uh, there are some other famous people because there's also a gangster element to this. Yeah. <laughs> and true. one of the guys from The Godfather is in it. And um, or, or what more, maybe more than one, because there's a mafia family that's <laughs> interested yeah, a, in the outcome of these boxing matches. Yeah, it was Harry Gordino and the other guy from The Godfather. I don't know his name at the moment, but I mean, it's the guy. Is it, it up. Um, but isn't it the guy that says, "Leave the gun, take the cannoli"? Or is that yes? I think I can double um, check for you if you want. I just don't remember the guy's name right now. But the um, leader of the mafia in this movie is named uncle no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love uncle. No, no. <laughs> and he has some goons and henchmen and yeah, they try all, to like from the Godfather too. So it's, it's a, it's a funny little bit. Well, and also it, what well, came out in what? 1978. Yeah. So there's some, and of, a good chunk of the movie, not the whole movie, but a good chunk takes place in New York City. So you get to see some of those 70s New York City scenes that I like and I think a lot of people like. Well, so people there's like that aspect that. to it. So there's a lot going on in Matilda. Um, um, it was based on a story by Paul Gallico, who's the guy who wrote The Snow Goose, which is <laughs> then uh, when the band Camel made the album from. So there's kind of like a whole story to this. Um but isn't there some word that perhaps some of the people involved are kind of embarrassed by it? Like the scenes with the with Matilda. Well, and I that's why it hasn't gotten any yeah, release. Exactly. You know, I was also talking about McDonald's, so it's just like, eh, I don't want to be a part of this. Well, Lenny Montana, you know, he's one of the goons. He plays Luca Brasi in The Godfather. Right, okay. And he's yes. also in this, you know, as just so. good number like one. He doesn't have a name. Oh, maybe so. no. So that's a different character than what I'm thinking, maybe. But there are there is a, a at least a, somewhat of a Godfather tie-in to Matilda. Yeah, there is because the Godfather was very popular around right. Time. So they had to put in a gangster element. Uh, oh into yeah. It. <laughs> so it's, As it's might happen movie. if yeah if a kangaroo kind of started taking the boxing world by storm, <laughs> uh, which is what happens in the movie. It's a great movie. I know it's so hard to. It's like it's like people might not believe what we're talking about. This is this is a real movie. <laughs> it's a real movie. Matilda, nineteen seventy eight. Elliot Gould. Yeah. Buy it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good wrap up. But so you know, it's a. But you know, we always talk about these tape only gems, and we've been looking for this for so long. We thought yeah. this might be worth mentioning. And we watched it for friends, and it was a big hit. So yeah, this everyone is a good friends. Yeah, you know, watch with your friends movie. You just laugh the second you see the kangaroo. You will laugh. Yeah, the kangaroo is all the scenes with Matilda are amazing. Yeah, the way he hops is just amazing. <laughs> and this poor guy in this suit it was probably really hot and uncomfortable, and he had to he had to jump around. He didn't walk. He had to everywhere Matilda went. He was jumping, and it looks silly. But I, you know, I'll still take this over CGI any day. Oh yeah, I don't want to see a CGI kangaroo and a, and a Matilda reboot. Yeah, <laughs> which is basically what Kangaroo Jack is. Well, <laughs> I never thought about that. Well, because Matilda doesn't steal any gold. No, I never seen Mat I never seen Kangaroo Jack. I just hear it's very annoying. <laughs> yeah, it so seems very like, annoying, and, and you know, yeah. and Matilda doesn't talk because it's a kangaroo. I don't think Kangaroo Jack. He might talk, and like I, he might talk. Oh, I, I just I, assumed he did. I've I've never seen Kangaroo cause, Jack. Because Christopher Walken isn't Kangaroo Jack. And really? He's another, yeah. And, and wow, he just keeps coming up. And he's in that other weird like Disney movie, um, not the Bernstein Bears. Um, the remember this Brother Bear? No, no, <laughs> Brother Bear. Yes, you have to say it like that. You have to say it like that, kind of like uh, 
Magic in the Water with Mark Harmon. Well, no, well, or just, <laughs> I don't know about the with Mark Harmon, but you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magic in the Water. And we bought a zoo. Yeah, we bought a zoo. So yeah, Matt Damon buys a zoo. I bet. <laughs> no, you lost my train of thought. Now I was thinking we bought a zoo. Well, <laughs> that will happen. What we were talking about. Something about we... Matilda, probably. We should probably stop talking about Matilda and move oh, on to the okay. next thing. Lost... Unless there's more you want to say about Matilda. Oh, it was that Christopher Walken movie. Let me just double no. check. So I'll do a live check. All right, well. Give me four seconds. I believe the Matilda VHS is a Vestron. It is. Um, so that's something to look out for. But yeah, tapes. I this not only did it not come out in any other format besides VHS, but I guess they didn't make too many of the VHS because even that is kind of scarce. And um, so hopefully a company like Vinegar Syndrome, it would be good for them. You know, else? Um, oh, yeah, it would be uh, good. KL or Koch Lorber or Kino Lorber. Or Kino Lorber. Yeah. Th- this would be a good movie for them to release on Blu-ray. I could totally see them doing it. Oh, the so hopefully bears. people will listen to this. Yeah. Well, oh, country, oh, country bears. Remember the country bears? <laughs> um, I mean, I haven't seen any of these, of course, because I'm no. an adult and I yeah, don't have children. So that. why would I have seen it? But uh... <laughs> it's, your, yeah, it's your favorite movie. No, I hear it's not a great movie. The country bears. <laughs> no, just for walking plays like a gangster or something. I don't uh-huh. really. Know. I don't know. I've never seen the country bears. But I think I've, you know, in the wake of the success of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, they probably wanted to come up with more movies based around these Disney rides and attractions. And well, I think Haunted that's a, Mansion. Yeah. yeah, Haunted Mansion. I think Jungle Cruise. That's another yeah. one. And now so, The Country Bears in 2002. Oh, I mean, a great year for movies. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, speaking of 2002, we yeah. also just watched Pinata Survival Island. Yeah, Nicholas Brendan from Buffy, The Vampire Slayer, and Jamie Presley. Yeah, uh, and it's about a pinata... An evil uh, pinata who kills it's people. It's about an evil pinata that kills people. I mean, when they showed the pinata like in its non-CGI form, it was pretty cool. Yes, but then there were some very, very weak CGI effects that, it you know, would generate some laughs and all that. But if you're looking to take a movie about a killer pinata seriously, this is not the way to do it. You know. <laughs> but I thought overall, I thought it wasn't that bad. And thankfully, it was what about eighty minutes or so, yeah. or less, or even less than that. So, that so was it had the good sense to be short. At least it wasn't like overly long. And um, <laughs> that'd be awful. It was like two and a half hours. Well, because all these bad movies tend to be really long. At least they it knew what it was. You know, I give them points for that. Uh, but we should go to. I guess we have uh, an action star. Yes. <laughs> I guess I could do the song. Should have been an action star. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, an extended version may be coming. Yeah, it's coming soon. So, <laughs> uh, but we'll, we're going to give that some thought. Um, but in the meantime, who do we have so, today? We have Marley Matlin. So, All right now, Marley Matlin. This yeah. is an interesting one. I, t- to my knowledge, she's never done anything action oriented. No, the closest she, you're going to she easily get, could. Yeah. She usually could because she's you know she's pretty good looking and she has talent. It doesn't, who cares that she's like death? I think she could pull it off. You could be like long kiss goodnight. That's what I was thinking. Right. Like an action, an action or yeah. with a, yeah, like a woman who has like a different identity, kind of like yeah. in long kiss goodnight. You think she's something else, but she has like memory loss. Mm-hmm. It, but it turns out she like worked for, you know, MI5 or something yeah, like that. Perfect. That'd be perfect. And she loses her hearing. Yes. And then she goes on a quest for revenge. 
So because they say when you lose your hearing, your other senses kind of yeah. become better. So maybe she could use them to fight the bad guys. Oh, I could see some of the cool acting scenes. I think in one scene, uh, she could do a double ear clap because those <laughs> things are really, really painful. Right. right. And, you know, because she's the hero, you know, of the movie. Yeah, so it's the hero. Yeah. And then, like, there could be scenes that really work to her advantage. Like, there, you know, maybe there could be a scene where there's something really loud going on, mm. but it doesn't affect her. So she just she just keeps yeah. walking through like a riot or I, something. I could see yeah. that. I could see it because the sound would drown out and she could focus on all the villains at once and then fight them. She and fight can't them. Hear yeah. We're, yeah. Like, you know how sometimes like, you know, the FBI or something when they're trying to get people out of like a standoff situation, they'll they'll blast loud sounds and music mm-hmm. to kind of as a psychological tactic to get them mm-hmm. to come out. Like they did that with Waco and other things. Right. What if they had a scene like that, but it just didn't affect her. Didn't so, affect, yeah. There'd yeah. be music. You could barely hear it, but she could focus on something else. That's part of her kind of not superpower, but it's kind of a cool part of her uh, new senses. Right. So. And so there's people coming at her and she's like elbowing them and kicking them, but she's walking yeah. through like a riot or something. Right. It could be like this string based, like an orchestral score happening. I could totally see it. And it's kind of blurry on both sides. And she's like kind of straight in the middle. You could see in focus. <laughs> this, Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. A perfect sense. I can totally yeah. see that. That's uh, that should have happened. Maybe it could still happen. It still happened because she's still. She still, you know, looks pretty well preserved. So it's just like she doesn't look like some old lady. I just saw her in that that deaf kind of deaf movie called Coda mm-hmm. that I watched on Apple TV. I think it's a little overrated, but it's not usually a movie for me. Um, and what else would happen in this movie? Yeah, maybe call it like Sense of Danger. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, or uh, Sense of Killing, or something like that. And then yeah, yeah and so it's she could use it to her advantage. Um, and yeah, that's what it would be. And yeah. I think it's a good idea. I think this yeah. is a solid idea. Yeah. And it won't be drug dealers this time. It'll be like no. a corrupt CIA. Kind yes. Of, that, yes. yes kind of like that's what I'm cabal thinking. group kind of yes. thing. Yes. And then she takes them down one by one. Yes. And I, absolutely. That's what this yeah, has to be. Sense of killing. And it's just like, I could yeah. totally, it'd be really awesome. <laughs> it'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if people like say that, you know, like Sophia Skaya, who is a ballerina, if she can use her ballerina abilities to fight the baddies. Why couldn't Marley Matlin use her so-called quote-unquote disability right. to also fight the baddies when it makes her, you know, gives her certain advantages over the baddies? So it's not really a disability; it's more of an it's advantage. Not. It's a huge advantage, and that's why she's she's the best. I have to maybe think of some cool name or something. Like then yeah, maybe stone or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, something like that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and there could be people that are like, you know, anti-deaf bigots and they're like making yeah. fun of her and she like punches them in the face or something. Oh, I can totally see it's like, I can't, you, you can't hear me, huh? It's like, so it's like, so they do all these mean things and she's not having any of it, Kate Stone. Right, right, because she's so tough, like, you know, because she yeah, had to be tough, you know, she grew up deaf and she learned right. martial arts. That was probably hard. Yeah, I can see that in like in the beginning or maybe she loses, she has some hearing, but then she remembers her hearing maybe in like a flashback, but it's gone, you know? Yeah, so like, she has to... yeah, yeah. okay, so she started off with hearing, but then there was a traumatic event yeah. that caused her to lose her hearing, but that could be in the end connected to the final conspiracy. Yep, it's like, I can so tell that it's like the, the bad guy, who would play the bad guy? I don't know, maybe, you know, uh, <laughs> not like Liam McShane. Ian McShane. Oh, Ian McShane? <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. And he can have like a big speech or something. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> but um, she can't hear it, really. <laughs> she well, to be that's true. That she will have to be interpreted. So once it's been interpreted, because the interpreter would be hanging around, too. So, But maybe she has like a sidekick. Like a sidekick would be the interpreter. And she or maybe some sort of, on the action. Or she has, you know, like some sort of device. You know, we're living in the age of devices. Maybe right. she could have some sort of oh, like iPad a- type thing that. So she it like instantly transcribes what people say or something. I don't know. Yeah. Just so she, it, yeah. I mean, it can be translated as final speech by Ian McShane or, you know, Liam Neeson or something. It's like, <laughs> I don't that know. That would be I mean, an interesting role I, for him. I know you can't hear. It's just like, <laughs> you can't hear, Kate. But I, <laughs> a long time ago, it's like, it'd be a long, a long speech. Yeah, it's like, like, I'm the one that caused the explosion yeah, that caused yeah. you to lose your hearing. You're like, yeah, it's like I was a part of the conspiracy. I'm just giving you the last speech that you'll ever hear. And it's like I know you can't. So it's like <laughs> Well, we'd have to work around that. Maybe the yeah. speech could be more for the audience's sake than yeah. her sake. But or like yeah, he could give the speech to maybe someone else, like an underling right. that he has or something. We can work around that. But because yeah. when I watched when I finally watched Boss Level, there was like kind of a mini speech by Mel Gibson that was kind of done well with that kind of when uh, Frank Grillo can only half hear it. Right. Well, this that not yeah. too dissimilar from this. I mean, yeah. So that's what I'm picturing, and maybe Mel Gibson. You know, he was great as a villain, and that because so. you know Liam Neeson has never really done a role like this. That I no, that would be great. He, he, just like we thought of for uh, Ground, <laughs> was it Ground Force, where James Spader's the villain at the end? Yeah, Ground Force. It's, yeah, it, <laughs> it's another another good idea. But see, yeah. ever since so Taken, you, yeah, sorry. <laughs> ever, ever since Taken. You know, Liam Neeson has always been the good guy. Yeah. Like in every single movie, he's the good guy. How about you give him a baddie role? I would love to see it. It would be fun. It would just be a nice surprise. Yeah. So another reason why this great movie should happen. Yeah. Sense of killing. (laughs) Okay. Sense of killing. Or sense of, you know, something. But it's like. (laughs) Um, But now we have uh, a bid for casualness or bid for seriousness. Or is this bid for. I think this is seriousness. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Now, today, we're doing an unprecedented four people, but you'll see yeah. why. Because it's all four members of Motley Crue. So, <laughs> so now we have Vincent Neal, yep. Nicholas Six, Michael Mars, and Thomas Lee. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> if there was like a normal, regular band, that's what it would be. Like, it would be like, like that would be the names of Chicago. Right, but right. This is exactly. Crew. You know, Peter yeah. Cetera has never been Pete Cetera, I, yeah. you know, <laughs> or, or the, the other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so basically our bid for seriousness today is the band Motley Crue in their yeah. entirety. So they're tired of being a rowdy, you know, uh, band from the dirt and such. Yeah. They want to be taken a little more seriously. So they uh, insist that they go by their full names. Well, then what? So the song is going to be girls, 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 be women, women, women. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, It's actually now Dr. Feelgood, PhD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's an actual doctor now. He's not like some sort yeah. of pill pusher. No, like he actually no, he, got he, his he residency. Has he got his medical uh, He's got his medical degree. degree. And he went to his residency at Yale Medical. So yes, it's like... <laughs> yes. So, you know, we're all, everything's all above board now. You know, yeah. no more fun. It's not the 80s anymore. You know, all nah, the fun is now gone. Um, dissipated um that is that what you wanted to say because i know you said you wanted to say something 
when well, I mentioned the like, Motley Crue thing. Oh, yes, about Vince Neil. Remember that video of him doing the chicken dance? Yes, yes. And then they got Zach Wilde to like, make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people made fun of him. I think that really yeah. hurt him as yeah, far it's as like, uh, like, people taking him seriously, actually. It's like, really, Vince? Just like, <laughs> Zach Wilde impression. But it was, he's, Zach Wilde has a great beard. He look, always looks tough. Like, I don't think you're ever going to catch Zach Wilde doing the chicken dance anytime yeah. soon. So that, that's a good uh, person. It to... Perfect. It's like, this guy is not metal anymore, man. <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you kind of get your metal card uh, revoked when, when yeah, anyone who sees that video. Yeah. I mean, do you at least get paid for it? I don't know. <laughs> i'd love Neil to know how much chicken dance. so there's be like a back a smoky backroom deal with like a shady guy like the <laughs> like the liam neeson character that yeah. we just came up vince yeah. i'll give you twenty thousand dollars but you have to do this on stage like do you think that's what happened oh yeah I, I, maybe just i don't know why he wants to do a chicken i mean to try to have some fun i guess because i think <clears throat> even scarier than that is i think he was just doing it for fun and didn't receive any pay. I think he just wanted to do the <laughs> chicken wanted, dance on his own time. I, I need to get paid to do a chicken dance. Um, I don't roll out of bed for at least 50,000, right? That's, right. That's, when it comes to the many people who are offering you chicken dances. Exactly. <laughs> You're very selective. Um, oh, yeah. That's absolutely true. I mean, I guess now we can go to our subjects of the day. Wait, which is, is that it? for? Oh, that's that, oh, anything else you want to say about Motley Crue? Or? Um, I, no. <laughs> oh, well, but I thought you were going to mention the thing that you watched that Pam and Tommy Oh, I did show. watch Pam and Tommy on Hulu. Uh, it's a quality program. Maybe a little heavy on the Tommy Lee nudity, but yeah, Seth Rogen does a great job as a different character, and I, I'd recommend it. Just okay. eight episodes. <laughs> what? It seems a little off. You know, like well, How many should it, was, it have been? Maybe six. I mean, um, like, there's like, you kind of, it's like, all right, all right. It's just like, <laughs> but it's still an enjoyable program. Because um, now we're doing all the 90s things. Right. Shows. If it happened in the 90s, there has to be a show about it. it um, we've got a bunch of them already. You know, it's already been OJ and now this. and Menendez. Yeah. Um, and they did a bunch of Menendez. A uh, Unabomber. Uh, yep. And the other one, the other bombing. Um, you know, they made the movie with the guy, the Clint Eastwood movie. They made a, sec- they made a second oh, oh, season Richard out Jewell. of that. Yeah, they made a second season of Manhunt. Oh. It was about that. Oh. So I didn't see that. I saw the Unabomber one, but not that one. The, the Unabomber one was really good, I thought. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. That. That, was that. A quality, that was a quality show. So that's, I guess because we're out of new ideas, we have to go back to the 90s. Yeah, no one's committing so. crimes anymore. So, yeah. or, <laughs> or what about the thing about Pam, that other show that's on, what? isn't that based on a 90s that's, episode? It is. Or, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I know the poster makes Renee Zelliger look exactly like Martha Stewart, so, which I thought it was Martha Stewart. I mean, I thought she was in a pro, it was her own show, <laughs> a fictional TV show. I mean, she could have played herself in Martha Inc. instead of Sybil Shepard playing, well, or kind of Renee Zellweger. But she, yeah. Renee Zellweger, when Martha Inc. came out, didn't look like Martha Stewart. No, so. exactly. And was Martha in jail when you're making Martha Inc. or she's about I to go to jail? I think she was. Oh, uh, Camp Cupcake, right? Yeah, she went to Camp Cupcake because um, <laughs> she's great. one of our most vicious and amoral criminals. Um, <laughs> I heard that's she shanked several people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I heard. That's just a rumor. She hit a bunch of people uh, with a lunch tray at the at right. the mess hall. Right, because right. you know they weren't using the proper forks and knives, and uh, it, it was an artisanal <laughs> shank, actually. Um, yeah, it's like made out of like some sort of weird towel. Yeah, it was like, like, but it but had beautiful inlays of bone china, <laughs> and um, I don't know. 
I mean, that's going to be a show soon, too, right? It's going to be Martha Stewart going to jail, six-episode series oh, on it should Netflix. be. Or something. That, yeah. I don't think they have – they haven't done a David Koresh Waco thing in a while. So that, I oh, feel no, like well, – no, that was – they did make one of those, actually, a couple of years ago. It was called Waco. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. okay. See, I can't keep up. There's so many of these 90s shows. I can't keep track. Okay, so there was a Waco show. Yeah. Um, There's been a Waco show, a 9-11 show, everything is under the sun. So we're, we're all, that's why for Pam and Tommy, like, okay, what else? Are you <laughs> there must be dredge in the bottom of the barrel. I mean, there wasn't <laughs> – was that even, a, like, a big deal? I mean, it was – I guess uh, it was. I, I mean, it's not up there with, like, OJ and Waco. I mean, right. it's – you know, I guess we had a lot of these wacky things. Well, how about El Nino? Maybe that'll be something. <laughs> was, it, was that some wind? It was windy yeah. one day, uh, like 1995. I mean, that, who knows? I wouldn't put it past it. I wouldn't put it past it. It's going to be El Nino uh, programming. But then they'll turn it into like a really, really, really big deal. You know, it's like, well, they, it's, it's coming. Yeah. El Nino is coming. <laughs> El Nino is coming. And they get, I don't know, Mark Harmon. Yeah. <laughs> but he's kind of busy with them. Um, NCIS for 25 years. So it's like, you know, that show came on 2003. So it's been on for over almost near 20 years. NCIS. Well, NCIS. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's too bad. Um, well, <laughs> you as, I, as, as I always say, it's the most popular show on television, but I've never actually met anyone who watches it. So I've, I don't know. I've never seen, I've seen one episode. It was boring and you don't care. You know? Yeah. I don't think that's really for me. But, I think um, you I maybe I bet the plots were okay in the first few seasons. And now it just gets stupid. You know, I mean, how could they keep this going this long? I don't know. Maybe that's why they have these spinoffs. So it's like, well, it itself is a spinoff from Jag. Yeah, which I watched. I watched the episode of Jag, and it wasn't great. It was very you don't care at all. So like, CBS said, "Oh, Jag is so awesome. Let's <laughs> spin this off into <laughs> NCIS." And then let's it's, do like 900 episodes. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of over 400 episodes, I think. Um, it's a lot of NCIS. And the, yeah, there's NCIS LA, New Orleans, uh, Baghdad. I don't know, like yeah. a lot of other cities. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's no NCIS Chicago, but there's, you know, the Chicago PD, all that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. And, most of the NBC lineup is uh, Chicago based. Yeah. NCIS Montana. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess right, we should well, go to our. I am today. We're talking the over under. Right, over under. So, this is your what idea. Is so, over-under. explain. Yeah. I explain over under. Well, I found some movies with, starting with the word over. <laughs> uh-huh. I think I might know where this is going. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also, I'm going to say all the movies that start with the word under. So, over under, that sounds like that. I put that goes together, you know. So, like, what's the over under on this podcast? Is it going well? I think if. <laughs> oh, of it lasting another episode after this? I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, I only care about the VIG, Brett. Yes, so I know. Like, well, <laughs> well, Christopher Walken talked a lot about the Vig and Kill the Irishman. Oh, that's right. <laughs> See, so oh, he's, he's, he's Christopher Walken. Yeah, he's all over this episode. Well, Vig is it's, that was a alternate title for this movie called Money Kings with uh, Peter Falk and uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Right. Okay. Um, it's not a good movie. It's boring. It you don't care. Freddie Prince Jr. plays like a wannabe gangster who wants to like mm-hmm. kill Peter Falk and. It's, it's, you know, you, you don't care. And they try to gussy it up with the cover because that's like mm. a shiny cover. Right. Oh, shiny. Oh, like uh, Ultimate Fight. Ultimate Fight, yeah. It's, it's like it's from the same company. So they just oh. made it shiny. So. I guess that's what they do. Um, it's boring. Well, I mean, and also Vig is, you know, that's what Viggo Mortensen was named after. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> all know they, just, they just made it to Viggo. Vigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vigo. I don't know. <laughs> is it Viggo Mortensen or <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm calling him Vigo now. I, I, I don't. Like, I I haven't had the chance to ask him yet. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like we called Eric Roberts Robert Eric. And when we the, did that. Over, yeah, it's kind of like because his someone name else did in that. no, his, his name like Maximum Impact was like Robert Eric or something. Yeah. Like okay. That. So yeah. that wasn't us. That yeah. was the well, that great was them, writers but of that like, movie. We're just like, oh, now I'm going to just call Eric Roberts Robert Eric from now on. So yeah, okay. Our yeah. Uh, our our buddy Strider likes Robert Eric. So okay, well maybe that. Robert Eric will uh, make some movies this year, and we'll get to see what he can do. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'll go right to it. Oh, we're starting uh, with over or under? We're going to start with over. Okay, so I guess that makes sense. We're starting with the word word. Starting with the movie, <laughs> uh, Overdrive from 1997. It's you haven't seen this one, but it stars Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Wagner. Oh, so right. When, That's right before I kind of started working on the website. And yeah, um, I, I totally would have watched this, but it kind of passed me by. So explain what Overdrive actually is. It's a Corman production. It's right? a Corman production. And so this is when Gutenberg was trying to be an action star because he made Overdrive yeah. and then Airborne, Airborne. Yeah. around the same time frame. And this one, Gutenberg is a race car driver and he has a bad temper. And then he gets embroiled with some gangsters, and you know Robert Wagner is hanging around. I mean, it's not much of a review on it. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's like if you're if you're bored, you'll love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what a great uh, review that is. Um, I mean, it's just, it's kind of crud. It just uh, it, that's about it. I mean, because it's kind of funny to see like Steve Gutenberg. He has a beard, and he's trying to be tough, kind yeah, of. Yeah, and that is that was something I liked yeah. about Airborne. Um, and this is like the precursor to Airborne, so it's kind of interesting. Because this has, to, instead of having something to do with a plane, it has to do with cars. So it's more like exactly. roadborne. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's roadborne. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am I'm vamping my best here because I haven't seen the movie. But, uh, okay, but what ahead. type of movie is it? Is it like a drama? Is it a gangster? Well, it's like movie? it's like an action movie. Like, like, what it's like is an it? action? It's like an action race car movie. Oh, but okay. mostly a gangster movie because it's a Stephen Go- Stephen Gutenberg is gonna you know run the mm-hmm. fall of gangsters and then yeah, there's okay. like a woman right. hanging around. Sounds like Drive. It's is it better than Drive? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the soundtrack is is uh, not quite as good as Drive, no, no, but you, you know you never know. Um, That's okay. a great movie. Yeah, drive. It is. Yeah, well, drive, so now there's is. Drive. With, the Costco's now Drive of Gosling, but we're talking about the Gosling Drive, right? They're both great, but they're just really different. Um, no, it's great. You know, Albert Brooks is really good in uh, yes, he is. that movie. Yeah, what do you say? Really it's like, it's like, <laughs> I wouldn't make any plans or something. <laughs> yeah, leaving. And it's pretty good. That, yeah. kind of, the, I, uh, that really kind of sounds like him. That was good. <laughs> I didn't know you had an Albert Brooks impression up your sleeve. <laughs> Surprise Albert Brooks impression. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't make any plans. Well, I, yeah. I, I wish I could do impressions. I just yeah, can't. I but you. that is how he talks. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of did the top of my head there. So it's like. <laughs> That was the best part of Drive. I love the great movie. But I love all the Albert Brooks scenes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess we'll go to our next movies now. Unfortunately, now some of these movies are gonna we might have talked about in the Double Trouble episode or the same. Or uh, the well, same, then we'll go through the them at a faster rate, I guess. So this is Overkill from 1987. You know, Steve Rally. Yeah, Steve Rally. Yes. Yeah. How could we forget the great and powerful? And mighty uh steve rowley he's uh, very mighty <laughs> he this uh uli lamo this is yep. an amazing movie this needs a blu-ray release stat i mean it should it, have people it, like, need five years this. ago yes exactly vinegar syndrome or some company 
where are they on this? This has to. This is such a Vinegar Syndrome movie. I. Um, it would be a huge hit. It would. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome. I would love to see. I'd. I'd buy it. I'd buy four oh, K, five K, any K. It's like no, I, I, just a regular Blu-ray would be fine for yeah, me. But I, I, <laughs> this just needs to come out. People need to see it. They really do. I mean, people, you know, they talk about Willie Lommel naturally. They talk about the Boogeyman and then some of his yeah. other crazier movies. It is, it's, no one ever talks about of, this. I know it's very underrated. So over under, it's underrated. So it's like it's not yeah. overrated. Overkill <laughs> is underrated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit more. Um, I think we did talk about this before. Mickey Mike Delano, Steve Rowley mm-hmm. is, which his name wasn't Mickey. He said he's a cop on the edge, and uh, something happens to his shirt. Um, <laughs> that's what I'll say about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's also uh, a part where a little kid wears a Miami Vice T-shirt. So, well, that was very hot at the time. And then we talked about uh, Calderon, I think, with Connor briefly oh. in the last episode. Okay, let's not try to retread too much ground. No, no, I'm just saying that, you know, Calderon. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Calderon. Uh, then we're going to go to the next... Well, just buy it. It's actually really hard to find. I don't have a copy. Uh, I think we oh, watched how did you see it? We watched it on YouTube ages oh. ago. Oh. Um, or maybe Amazon Prime, something like that. But well, if it's around, people should watch it. Maybe Tubi or whatever. If, if it's yeah. on st- some sort of streaming service, people should definitely check it out. You won't be disappointed. To, you'll laugh. You'll laugh. You'll just and laugh some more because it's yeah. just... <laughs> you'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll share. It'll be. Uh, you'll wish you were Steve Rally. Yeah. He's get our get hero. prepared to be jealous of Steve Rally. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? I know I am. <laughs> well, we'll go to the next movie, which is Overkill again, 1996. I, I hate to repeat some of these titles, but um, Jack Hazard, you know, played by uh, Aaron Norris. So not Mike Norris, not Chuck. Aaron, Aaron. Norris. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Norrises. There's like hidden Norrises. There's like Larry Norris, Phil Norris. There, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of other Norrises. Yeah. Dean Norris is not a Norris family member. No, I think that's so. unrelated Norris. Yeah, yes, <laughs> just like the unrelated Baldwin, which is Adam Baldwin. Right, Adam Baldwin. He has nothing to do with the Baldwin family. Yeah, so we had Adam Baldwin and then Dean Norris. It's like, wait, are these related to the families? <laughs> I well, be... They could be in a movie together, and then on, much like they did with Death Ring, they, it, on the top of the box, they could say Norris, Baldwin. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, really? Oh, it's Aaron Norris and... and, and <laughs> I, can't I mean, that's not a bad cast on Aaron its own. Norris I mean, and Dean or yeah. Adam Baldwin and Dean Norris. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't be so up. bad. I Actually, mean, that, no, but people get like, oh, I wanted to see Chuck Norris. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Alec Baldwin. Alec, <laughs> Alec Baldwin Chuck Norris and Alec Baldwin. Ever, <laughs> have they ever been in a movie together? <laughs> I wish. That's like, that's a kind of a funny idea. I, that reminds me, because the closest you're going to get is in the movie Mercury Rising. And it's Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. And Bruce Willis just kicks Alec Baldwin in the <laughs> chest for no reason. It's like in this wine kitchen or something. Like I, I he just kicks them. It. It's really funny. It's just, that's the best part of the movie. And I kind of get the feeling that Adam, or sorry, Alec Baldwin thinks he's too good to be in a movie with Chuck Norris. I know. That's well, just the feeling I get. <laughs> you might be in trouble now, old Alec, but. Uh, yeah, well. Whoops. But not so, some of the other Baldwins. I feel like Daniel or, um, um, who's the other one? Stephen. Or, yeah. or, yeah, William, they would do a movie with Chuck Norris, but not Alec. That's... Yeah, I know. I want to be. I would love to see that. Maybe the whole. It's kind of like the Long Riders. So you get the whole Baldwin clan, 
right. versus Chuck Norris. I know it sounds really wacky. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so not even the whole Norris it. clan, just Chuck? Just Chuck. Or maybe oh. the, the, Chuck, the Norrises versus the Baldwins. So it would be, you know, Chuck Norris, Aaron Norris, Mike Norris, Grace Norris. under <laughs> a bunch of Norrises. Yes. And then, then all the Baldwin clan we just mentioned. So, and they fight. It would be like the Hatfields and McCoys. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just don't, because, you know, we need more family movies like that. The family group movies. So. <laughs> Which they, well, they did that Hatfields and McCoys with Kevin Costner, right? Yeah, and uh, Bill Paxton, right? It was good. So. Oh, yeah, uh, so oh, Overkill, right? So Jack Hazard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jack Hazard, which is a great name, but... Great uh, name. Yeah. We I think we did definitely already talked about this, because there's the part with Michael Nuri and his evil mm. spear. Yeah. You know? So I don't know what else to say about this, except don't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's this, just, you know, watch the other Overkill. Just don't get them mixed up. Yeah, and there's you know food for feet and all that stuff. Yeah, so. food for feet. Yeah, but we'll go to the last um, over movie, Overthrow, 1987. Louis Van Bergen, John yeah. Philip Law. Yeah, it's our from... thousandth review. Oh wow! So, do you remember this? I remember it being kind of a snooze fest. <laughs> well, it is. John Teller, played by Van Bergen, is a reporter who primarily covers sporting events. Oh, but he heads down South America on assignment. With his partner, Bob Norton, played by a guy named Roger Wilson. And the communists are vying for control against the cocaine barons. There's a new El Presidente that must be installed. So a kind of peace can return hmm. to the country. So, and then uh, there's like a John Philip Law plays a guy named Shaw, and he's like an ex, ex CIA mercenary. And I'm, making, I'm making it sound kind of cool, but overall, yeah. it's kind of boring. It's one of the many, many El Presidente movies that were around at the time. I, from what I recall, this does not bring much new to the table. It's just, you know, like you said, that description makes it sound a lot cooler than it is. I think there's it's filled with a lot of cool. not exciting scenes. I mean, John Philip Law. I mean, let's talk about him for a second because he's been in some of these movies you've seen, kind of like this, and No Time to Die. That's what I'm thinking. Well, that's another one that another has a kind of cool concept, op- but yeah, missed opportunity. Yeah, the missed opportunity because you know it was about that rock laser or whatever. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. I got a rock lobster. I don't care. <laughs> I don't get that song. I mean, what you like? That's B52s, no, right? I've never been a B52s fan. No, I just don't. Maybe just not for me. I mean, it's no not for me. Yeah. Yeah, there's no Dawkins, so, no, no Scorps, Dawkins, Rat. You know, yeah. when we were talking about those bands that there was like put together, you know, they they put the bands together like Boston and Joan Jet. Oh yes, you know, we were talking about Poison. They should have done Rat Poison. I I've been saying that for years. Yeah, they you all, said that they, right. I've been saying that I think for huh, God 20, 30 yeah. years that that yeah. uh, that Rat Poison should have been a tour. Um, yeah, I mean, it's right there. It's right it's there. It's right and there. The, you know, <laughs> and both. I mean, there's there's so many reasons why that should have happened. Um, I guess if that was going to happen, then Rat would have to be above Poison on the poster. Yeah. And I don't know if Brett Michaels would have liked that. I think he is kind of an ego, and he would have said it has to be called Poison Rat. And I don't no, think that well, would that's have also the same. Oh, cool. It's like Pizza Rat. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. Maybe the Noid could go after him, but. Um, <laughs> Um, but if there's going to be like one of these, like a quote unquote hair metal type band around today, like Poison Rat might be kind of a cool name for that type of band. Well, um, see, that's the thing. It, it would be perfect for Rat Poison because you could play Way Cool Jr. and then you could yes. play on Skinny Bop. <laughs> <So it's> like... <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it, it's it's one of those things that's so perfect. I, you know, why just, not? It's it just didn't right happen. There. I know. 
I know. I love Way Cold Jr. First, I didn't really understand it, but then I listened to the song like 15,000 more times. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then it was like, okay, this song's awesome. Yeah. And the video is cool, too. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I oh, can go on gotta YouTube. Watch the and... video. Yeah. Is there yeah. like a kid who's like, you know, like, Junior. like tw- Junior. <laughs> so I just think of a song. I just know. picture like a kid with one of those 80s spiky type hair dudes who has like Ray Ban sunglasses and he like thinks well, he's really cool. I'll, there's a twist to the who is okay, well, don't say what Ray Cole Jr. is. Oh, so okay. you'll have to watch it, you know. It's a twist. So well, there's actually wow. some mystery to like who is this Way Cool Jr. Oh. And it's like, Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's a cool song. I don't. Ha- I only have the Way Cold Junior echo at the end. I'll think of some more lyrics later. Okay. So now we or overthrow. So I. It's so close to being just okay, but it's not even that. <laughs> wow, it doesn't even reach okay status. It's 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 all right. It's, you know, it's a Larry Ludman production. Oh, this is not and, one of Larry Ludman or Fabrizio D'Angelis's best. I could say that. It is not. I'm so sorry. It's not. So I guess we're out of the overs. And now we can go to the unders. Okay. Uh, so our first movie, we'll just do the ones we've kind of talked about before quickly, which is Under the Gun from 1990. I'm sorry, 1988. Uh, Sam Jones, Sam Vanessa Jones. Williams, yes. uh, Dan Tellis Jr. and Rockney Tarkington. I, I, we like this one. From yeah, Mike Braxton is a cop on the edge. It, this is a cool movie. You know, Tony Braxton's his brother. <laughs> <laughs> right for right. like nick cassavetes oh, oh it's for nick cassavetes right okay yeah so i think you made a joke about this last time it's like you know unchain my heart and like uh, <laughs> unbreak so, my heart i was gonna do it again yeah. but i thought well did yeah. i already say that I, yeah i think you did i mean it's like you could do it again if you want mm, nah. try, go back and listen to the other episode yeah we tried to limit i know there's some repeats today but so this under the gun's pretty cool i mean i think people should check it out i think it's oh, it's a magnum video tape and they, um, this is one of the tapes where they unnecessarily pasted a different head on um, Sam Jones's body. Know, or that, no, this looks like a real Sam Jones head. This okay, time. Now I'm thinking uh, of that other one. Driving uh, Force. Uh, driving Force. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So this is, you know, Sam Jones has a pretty good lineup of movies. I have to say, you know, he's had this. He's had Silent Assassins. Um, could I give you another one? Oh, Driving Force. So yeah, like he has three to five good White movies Force. to check out. White, <laughs> White Force. I think that, you know, as we talked about that in White Belt, I think that deserves a rewatch, uh, White Belt. Or sorry, not White Belt, oh. sorry. Yeah, White Force. So now we'll go to the next Under the Gun or Under movie, which is 1995, you know, likable action star Richard Norton. Is this the one this where quick. they actually say likable action yes, star? Yes, it sure is. He plays Frank Torrance. And then you talk about stressed Eric. I know. We'll just make this oh, quick. Yeah. yeah, so. And the, the tagline's cool. You can't outrun a bullet. <laughs> I can almost um, move on. But, uh, I'm moving on. I'm moving on okay. to Under Siege. <laughs> oh, Under Siege. Okay. Uh, under Have we never Siege. talked about Under Siege before? Not really. Well, we, we probably did it in the Seagal free-for-all, but I think we, this got kind of got the short end of the stick because it's Under Siege, you know? Mm-hmm. So we all know the plot of this one, but if people haven't seen it, Casey Ryback is the cook on the US USS Missouri. And then William Stranix, played by Tom Lee Jones, takes it over, and it's under siege. Obviously, he's just a lowly, lowly cook, that Casey Ryback. 
But he has to use all of his cooking abilities to stop the baddie. And he's actually yes. not just a cook. He was, you know, ex-Special Forces, ex-Navy yeah, Seal, ex-everything. You know, and so ex-Green Beret, you know, it's yeah. like <laughs> ex-Legionnaire. So yes. Just, and so like, then it turns out he's not just a cook. He, yeah. you know, can do martial arts. Well, let's not forget about Erica Alaniac playing Jordan Tate. You know, of course not. Hanging around. And, of course, Gary Busey in a dress. Um <laughs> Now, see, my okay. memories, when this came along, yeah. this was kind of a disappointment for Seagal. Now, that's... It's funny because most people don't think this is a, a disappointing movie. I watched it last year, and it was good, but I, there, are, there are flaws, I have to say. Because, I mean, I'm just telling you what I thought at the time. Because, you know, this broke his streak of three named movies. You know, it... I think people would agree the three name trilogy that he started off his career with is Seagal's best. So, you know, we had above the law, um, hard to kill. And, um, well, what's the other one out for justice. So, yeah. so those are the, you know, he was on top of the world. His movies had three words and everything was right with the world. Then all of a sudden came under siege and wait a minute, this is two words. Something's going on here. And then, I don't remember, you know, my memory at the time was thinking, well, this is taking kind of a dip in quality. It's very Hollywood. It's the budget is probably double or triple what the other ones were. It has this kind of Hollywoody type feel, and it's two words. And uh, I think that, that was a superstitious thing that changed the trajectory of Seagal's career. Now, not to say there aren't great moments in the movie, and I, you know, maybe I like it more now. It's a good movie. I mean, as a rewatch, I think what did we give it three three bits? We kind of have to give it three bits because it's like a this is like a three star movie in a way, like in a nutshell. Because you're enjoying it, enjoying it. There's flaws, but you're still enjoying it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we mentioned that. The thing, yeah, that's a good point about the, the three word titles. Then it goes back to On Deadly Ground, which is his best work. Right, because he was trying so, to recur. He was trying to correct. The situation. He's trying to redress what happens. Like, okay, well, I, maybe I need to go back to my three words. And you know, it's, you don't see Tommy Jones anymore as a villain. You know, now he's just chasing. You know, actually, Judd or Benicio del Toro. Who else yes. is going to chase now? He's going to chase or Harrison uh, Ford. Harrison Ford. He's going to chase. I don't know who. Andrew Garfield or something now. <laughs> Wait, who like did he chase? U.S. Marshals. He, was he chased someone. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Okay, so yeah. he's, he's chasing. He's chasing people. He's chased what? Judd Snipes. Harrison Ford, Benicio del Toro. Um, I mean, in the Electric Mist, I think he's chasing someone. Well, you want to come chasing Sarsgaard, Peter Sarsgaard? You want to count uh, sure. it? Sure. I mean, yeah, it's a little more arty and a little, you know, a little different. But he's still I like see. the sheriff, and I, that's true. And that's a good movie. I wish I could see the other version though of In the Electric Mist. There's yeah, two the, versions. Yeah, there's like a European version. His European cut here is a little bit better than the one cut that we have. So yeah, Under Siege. Um, it's a classic. Well, it's, I mean, it's a classic. If you haven't seen it, or we gotta watch it and or rewatch. I haven't it. seen it in a while. Yeah, because that's all our favorite people. Andy Romano, you know, <laughs> Andy Romano from Eraser. <laughs> he was great in Eraser. I know we talked about it before, but he's so good in that. He really almost steals the movie from everyone. James Caan and Schwarzenegger. Because see, that's the thing. When there's like a a character actor that stands out, we should point them out. Because and that was great. So. I like doing that. It's like, wait, Andy Romano. This is what made us sit up and take notes. Like, yeah. who is this like, guy? Andy Romano? Yeah. Hey, he's yeah. really good. Yeah, he had all the best lines. He was just, he was great. And Eraser is such a classic. 
exactly. Just, I can't remember. <laughs> well, this is another one where he had a million uh, different former titles. You know, he, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> he's like special sergeant, agent, commander, yeah. special agent, you know, General, all the, John, General <laughs> John Kruger. Another uh, underrated movie. So, uh, what, so we all know Eraser is underrated. Do people talk about Eraser now? See, people just talk about Schwarzenegger because, you know, he's older. You know, he, he was the governor. Let's mm. go back to his old movies. Now we all know what the next movie is going to be, you know, I guess. Under Siege Two. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Dark, Dark territory. territory. Yeah. You know, Casey Ryback is back. You know, <laughs> and uh, he goes on this train, you know, with uh, Captain Heigl. <laughs> guess who's the bad guy this time? Travis Dane, Eric Bogosian. Uh, and then you know. Lots of people get killed in these kind of gruesome ways. Well, of course, too. this is when he started to become more like a. Well, like, well I know you call him a torturer, like freaking but freaking Jason Voorhees in On Deadly Ground. That was like the start of it. When he killed that guy in On Deadly Ground, that he put that uh, like that knife in that guy's eye and slammed into the wall. That's what Jason Voorhees does. That's true. And then they kind of ran with that for this DTV stuff, where he became more like a sadistic type of yeah, evil torture. man. But yeah. this, and then we, and people have seen Under Siege too, right? Because I can give a spoiler. What happens to, well, Travis Dane does not make it. Um, <laughs> but remember at the end, he's on the helicopter and then he slices Travis Dane's fingers off with the, the closing of the helicopter door. Because yeah, he's trying to hang on. So is that right. necessary? I say no. You, you go, oh, <laughs> you got to wince. <laughs> yeah. It's, I it's mean, like, this is the beginning of a, uh, I don't. I don't want to see the end for Seagal, yeah. but it, it, things were not pointing in the right direction at this point. But what's interesting about Under Siege was still kind of a fun movie because I, I did rewatch it uh, last year with Under Siege One, and once you get into the spirit of it, it is kind of ridiculous. There's a lot of silly green screen and like Seagal's not really there because he's you know maybe a little overweight, and then. And, yeah, uh, no. When it comes to all that stuff, yeah, that's kind. That's good. I mean, that's kind of what makes it worth it. It's kind of. I used to all give an old memory because a long time ago I went to my friend Brianna's birthday party. It was 96, 95, 96. and the dad bought Under Siege Two on pay per view, so you could, you know, when you buy something on pay per view back in the day, you can have it for twenty four hours on a loop. So every time you know you're at the party, you go around. I see Under Siege Two playing. And you go, you go back in the house, play Under Siege Two playing. And it's just like I remember right. that. Yeah, you want to get your money's worth from your pay-per-view so you might as well just let it run for the full 24 hours the full 24 hours it was on all day so i was there all day so it was on there all day. it's a lot it's, of under siege too and what's interesting about under siege too if you go on youtube and look up gnc films it's a kind of a youtube channel has all these like what happens with these cut movies and under siege 2 was completely butchered by our friends the british people the bbfc it's unbelievable butchering i well, they did that with eraser also speaking of yep. eraser they cut a lot of eraser stuff well they cut the scene in eraser at the end where you know certain people might pass away with the train so and then um and this one they cut all the the glaring shots of knives so anyone has a you know like a flick knife is that what's called flick knife uh yeah i think so yeah. but i don't yeah i don't remember any flick knives but it's been a while so you know so any shot of flick knives opening and closing are gone. <laughs> any shots of just knives in close-up are gone. And it's really interesting how they kind of just cut around these knives. <laughs> right. The 
yeah, the, in their mind, British yeah. people can't be allowed to see that they have knives. Yeah. And that, and then, that will destroy the country. I don't understand that. I mean, kids obviously want to be like Seagal back in the day, I guess. But they're, they're, people, they hate flick knives in the UK. That's cr- and they cut out the usual Seagal violence also. But that's Well, in, that's in this of, case, maybe that's a good thing. Well, that's I've never been pro-BVFC before, but maybe <laughs> they have a point this time. That's what, that's what the guy said, the James Furman guy, the guy who ran that place. And he's like, well, maybe we should have cut it down more. <laughs> like, they cut out a lot anyway. Like, more? I'm not sure how you can. So, and uh, so that's kind of interesting about that. So we have one more under movie, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to okay. double check the title. Ah, here we go. A classic. No, actually, well, I'm going to count this as an under movie. We have two more. The Underground. <laughs> oh, a great movie with Jeff Fahey. Well, see, I could do either the underground or under pressure. <laughs> you want to choose? <laughs> Why do we have to choose? Okay. Well, I only have two left. <laughs> okay. Great. All right. We'll do um, the underground. So 1997, Jeff Faye, uh, Gregory Scott Cummings, Brian, Brian James. This is great, isn't it? A great PM movie. This It is. This is another movie that needs to come more to light for people. They, I think people should really watch this. I think they'd really enjoy it's, it. It's so cool. And it's fun. The whole running time, the great plot line of the rappers versus like. Well, in the, from what I recall, well, I don't know. Sometimes you do like a bit of a plot rundown, so I can do it maybe you should do it. Well, this, well, hmm. Jeff A. plays Brian Donegan, a cop on the edge. He has to has stopped the killing of rap stars. He gets in too deep when his partner is killed. He's doing a freestyle. You know, he's <laughs> must stop the murders any way possible. That's all I have. This is an old review. If you oh. have more of a plot. Well, and one of the most amazing things about this movie is that the bad guys is a they're a they're like a gang led by Gregory Scott Cummings, who they were a disco band called the Las Vegas Disco Experience, I believe. Yeah, and <laughs> disco like went out of fashion, so they started a life of crime, and they're off doing dastardly baddie things because their disco records stopped selling. <laughs> which is one of the most amazing plot lines that I've ever heard. And when people, when you watched that, yeah, you were like flabbergasted with like laughter, right? Just I, I like... just couldn't believe it. There's some <laughs> fantastic scenes involving the Las Vegas disco experience. I just, <laughs> I just loved that part of the movie. I, I thought that was incredible because, you know, I went into it expecting it to be like a run of the mill, you know, I uh, wouldn't give you that. It's the underground PM. Well, I, I guess I, I would. I, okay. I, I didn't expect it to be run of the mill. I just didn't think it would have these wackier elements to it. So when they came in, I was very pleasantly surprised. And I, that's what I think would happen if anyone else watched it. So I, there's more to this movie than you might think. Yes. So it's just like, and it's well done. It's, it's very entertaining. Um, and a, that great car chase of Jeff Faye at the yes, end, just jumping yes. around. That's oh, a yes, great a killer, sequence. There, it really is a very well done car chase. And I think as the name of the movie is kind of generic, like The Underground. I think yeah, people I don't really know what it is. It doesn't, you know, the, the title is just so generic. I, I think that might have been part of why, it, like people don't know about it. Maybe wasn't there another movie called The Underground? And it has it's uh, Steven Soderbergh. Is that oh is that called The Underground? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really up just on the top Soderbergh. Of my head. I think it's like kind of a weaker Soderbergh. It's no limey. No. Uh, now we have one more movie, which I already said, it's Under Pressure or Bad Day on the Block. Yeah. Start, no. So, <laughs> Charles Sheen. This yeah, is a legit Charles Sheen. Yeah. 
I had to end. And it you on didn't Charles. want to include this. No, no, I did want to include. I didn't want to make it first or the second to last or last. We got to oh, end on uh, Charles. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you loved this one, didn't you? Well, you know I the don't plot. Believe I've psycho. ever seen it. <laughs> I thought you did watch it. The Psycho Fireman. Um. Barry I Hemingway. watched this. I think you did. I have a copy on VHS. <laughs> that doesn't mean I watched it. I thought I gave it to you to borrow. Okay. But, well, okay. I, if, if, I really when was this? It. Like two years Probably ago? Two years ago, yeah. Because of a certain thing. All so right. I guess it's possible, but I don't. Well, check mm. your file, I guess. Oh, okay. But yeah, Charles Sheen plays like a psycho uh, fireman, basically. And he it kind of terrorizes uh, uh, Mayor Wimmingham. Sorry, John Ratzenberger's hanging around. It's actually pretty oh. good. I think it's very uh, underrated. Charles Sheen really uh, brings, you know, he really goes for it. Well, that's true. I mean, it, pretty much everything, like, even if the movie's not so great, he brings a lot to Well, that's his. the thing, because he has it. He has it. Like, think about No Code of Conduct. Like, oh, yeah. You, you like that one, right? <laughs> oh, I was surprised about how hey, much Brett I Michaels. like No Code of Conduct. <laughs> yes, it was directed by Brett Michaels. Yeah. You know, speaking of poison. Yeah. Um, so the people, I think, did, did we talk about No Code of Conduct before? Well, I think we did, but you didn't oh. watch it back then because you did no episode, and that was one of them. Oh. Well, all I would say about that is I think people think it's going to be junkier than it really is. You know, if they okay. see, oh, it's a directed video movie. It's directed by Brett Michaels. Ugh. If you actually yeah. watch it. There's, it's of a better quality than you might think, you know. And it says Charles on that cover too. That's a Charles too. So. because oh, it's Charles Sheen, Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen, and Joe Estevez, and, and Paul Gleason. Yeah, Paul Gleason. Brett Michaels does make a and of brief course appearance. Mark DeCoscos. Oh, so. he's really good in it. I thought he was like very under. It's, he like he really underplays it, and it, I, he does a great job. It's just fun. You know, it does you have a good in, ending with these blow-ups and yeah, stuff. You pop in the tape. I think it's on DVD, too. But you pop it in, and you just like, okay, let's kick back and have some fun. Watch some No Code of Conduct. This is a kickback movie, I think. So. Yeah, no, I would agree. It doesn't really tax your brain too much. But it's, it's all I can say is it's probably better than you might think it is. I agree. I totally agree with that. I guess on that note, I'm, we're out of over-under. Um, I guess we can... Uh, Shoot up the pluggos. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that's become a catchphrase. Well, or I get to, you know, I think last time I said plug it up. You know, so it's like. <laughs> well, that's because you so. just watched Honor Up. So that yeah. was what you were thinking about. <laughs> I just watched that. What's that a couple months ago? <laughs> well, but still Honor more up. recently than other people yeah. have watched Honor Up. If people um, don't know what Honor Up is, it's kind of like a semi sequel to the movie called State Property, uh, directed by, I guess, either rapper Damon Dash. Mm-hmm. And then. And state property is kind of junky because you know it, their big line in that one is you know get, your get down or lay down, mm-hmm. and then this one they'd say honor up a lot. And there's a whole scene where all these uh, gangsters kind of saying honor up. <laughs> it's hilarious, and every gangster that gets shot in it has classical music behind it, so it's a little classier. Okay, so yeah, like, that that does make it classier. Yeah, it, um, it's like it's the classier. <laughs> Still junky. <laughs> and executive produced by Kanye West. Oh wow! <laughs> so what does that mean? He gave some money and yeah, like here's some money. Yeah, it's like here's the money for honor up. You know, I wish he was in it. That'd be funny too. It's like, he should have been. Has he ever been in any movies? As besides like as himself, probably not. That'd be great though. Yeah, he needs to act more. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's not too late. I know he, he's also kind of in trouble too, kind of like uh, Alec Baldwin, but you know. 
it's not well, too he's still you know he'll be he'll he'll come around to the acting bug eventually <laughs> i think it's only a matter of time at this point i mean he's done so many other things why has he not acted you know i think it'd be funny because it'd be like it'd probably be really flat it's like, <laughs> it's just like i don't know i could just picture him being kind of like maybe he could be on one of those uh we kind of played it was like an NCIS for something. <laughs> it's Kanye West. Or like a CSI. That's CSI. usually where they start off these people. Oh, like, that's right. Well, that's where Justin Bieber got his Well, that's start. what I mean, like singers and, and stuff. They want to give him like a small role on um, whatever. Well, good, I could see that too. Like, hey, do you want to start acting? Yeah, sure. Why don't you be on CSI or <laughs> NCIS for a couple of like an episode or so? Like, oh, okay. right. And if that goes well, then maybe yeah. they'll put you in a movie. That's a great point. That's what happens. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, like he's got to be a better actor than 50 Cent. Yeah. Well, I think I it's pretty horrible. I mean, and everything <laughs> I've seen him in. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but you know, he, he has that fifty cent way of talking. And yeah, I know. It's like, I'm not ooh, sure why cool. he's in as many movies as he is, especially a Righteous Kill. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was great. <laughs> I love Righteous Kill. Like, whoa, fifty cent. <laughs> You're a gangster in this movie, and I maybe I've shot you. <laughs> And the way that's done in Righteous Kill is a, a fall on the floor funny. I mean, you remember that, right? Oh, oh, there's a lot of scenes in Righteous Kill that are unintentionally funny. Have we ever talked it's, about this on the podcast? Because no, we we've never have. talked about. No, okay, Righteous what? Kill. People we'll do it know quick, because it has yeah. Pacino and De Niro, and people think, yeah. okay, that means the movie's going to be good. I saw it in the theater, by the way. Um, well, it was shot in Connecticut. Yeah, at least awesome. in part. So it was kind of shot in our backyard. So I think, okay, now we have to watch it. It has De Niro, Pacino, and it's shot in Southern And Brian Dennehy and yeah. uh, Carl Gugino and Leguizama and Donnie Wahlberg. So there's all these great people. <laughs> I know who I'm thinking of now. Uh, who? Rob Deirdrick. Oh, yes. Yeah, Rambo to, the Pimp. The Skateboarding Pimp. He's a Skateboarding Pimp. He's like, give my money, man. Or give my money, lady. <laughs> I guess it's a family <laughs> podcast. So it's like... <laughs> And, uh, and the, the, what there's a lot of things that make this movie yeah. funny, but yeah. the top reason is that Pacino and De Niro, are, as great as they are <laughs> and as great as they were, I'm, I'm sorry, but they're getting a little long in the tooth. Oh. I mean, they're, they're, they're a little old, <laughs> but yet that's never really addressed in the movie. And they yeah. like are acting young. It is absolutely hilarious. There are yeah. some scenes where they're trying to be like cool and young and it's never really addressed that they're old, <laughs> but like they're acting like a bunch of rogue, you know, young like bucks in their 25 year old, 40 year old. Cops, yeah, but maybe. but they're old. So yeah. it, it, like even in the Expendables movies, they acknowledge, hey, you know, we're getting old and we're yeah. having some fun with it. They ooh, never ooh, do ooh. that. Yeah, they never they make a lot of jokes at their own expense yeah. in Expendables. Expendables. And it's kind of charming. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, you yeah. say Expendables? No, I did not say that. <laughs> okay. But they make you know, and it's sort of charming. It's like okay, yeah, it's we're because yeah, they're old. acknowledging we belong in a museum. I think they said that. In the yeah, no, they have all kinds of things like that. Ooh. In Righteous Kill, they don't do that. No, so it's really funny. It's um, hilarious. <laughs> well, because I think it's like in Expendables two, or was it Dolph Lundgren is like. I need carbon dating. <laughs> like, and then, then this one's like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of young, I think. It's like, it's like, I think I'm 50. It's like, yeah, uh, he wishes. So, I mean, it's, it's funny. And then there's all these ridiculous side characters like Rambo, the killer or skateboarding pimp and yeah. uh, 50 cent. And um, they go to this club and there's like these rappers and it's like, yeah, it's so funny. I know, you know I've seen it like three times. But I might have you have? Oh my God. I, oh, I saw it. On, I saw it in theaters. Cause like, Oh, I gotta uh -huh. see righteous kill. Uh -huh. And I watched it on stars on demand. 
Yeah. And then I watched it. Maybe I watched it one more time after that. Because I don't think I had a copy at the time. But now I have a copy. So, And it's just, it's so, it's so ridiculous. There's I something mean, wrong with the movie. Yeah, this movie's wrong. And then there's that whole scene with John Leguizamo that you always talk about. Oh, he's like, yelling oh, at I hate him. that Turk, man. That's one of the characters' <laughs> names, Turks. Not Turks and Caicos, like it's yeah. Turk and Rooster. That would be that would be funny if one was Turk and one was Caicos, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be something for no subject. Um, but yeah, so he so John Leguizamo, who you know is trying for God's yeah, sakes, he's trying, and Donnie Wahlberg's trying. Yeah, um, and what does he say? Like, oh, I hate that Turk man. It's like <laughs> he's seventy five years old. It's like, why you hate Turk? Like he's no threat to you. I mean, he's you know, got one foot in the old folks' home. Um, but they make it. But they don't ever say that. They just kind of make it seem like he's like a he's like completely young, equal yeah. rival. Um, it's so funny. It's just really it's funny. It's great. Um, I, think, anyway, I like this little yeah. bit of side here. So, but I guess yeah. that's the end of the old app. So I guess the oh the plugos yes. the plugos or okay, so CR podcast the- at yahoo.com. All right, then uh, comeuppersviews.net is the old website. And then it's also on Facebook under the name. And then we have Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. You can you know, usually find me there. I posted A Time to Die, the Tracy Lewis oh, movie. Any today. response? No no response yet from Tracy. I hope I get something because she likes she liked uh, my Intent to Kill post. And some and, of your and said And commented on Intent to Kill. And she also liked Body Puzzle. Yes. And, and Ruckus. Yeah, and Ruckus. So I, I'm Maybe happy about the, this. But yeah, I don't know why, but Tracy Lords has been like liking your post. That, and yeah, that's amazing. That is so cool. It's really cool. I hope she'll see this one, but because I, I legit, you know, they say tag. You can tag mm-hmm. her account, I guess. So mm-hmm. I tagged her kind of almost twice. So hopefully she'll see it. So because and it has a nice, cool. And thanks for finding that, by the way. So oh yes, it's time to. I was going to say Time to Kill, uh, Time to Die. Yeah, it's a good, interesting movie, but we already talked about all these movies already. So, yeah. okay, so Ty Rocks is uh, Instagram, uh, Ty Come Up is on the Twitter. And uh, that's it for plugs. Um, oh, The Warriors, right? Uh, thank you to The Come Up Warriors. Thank Fout you for Man. listening. Thank Yes, Fountain and, yeah. and all, all and your guys. Listening. Yep, all, um, all the dudes. So, I guess, and, and ladies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I assume there must be at least one, maybe yeah, two. Yeah, there's at least one or two. <laughs> um, so yeah that's the end thank you for listening and we will talk to you soon sounds good bye 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 bye
No, no. <laughs> Brother Bear. Yes, you have to say it like that. You have to say it like that. Kind of like uh, Magic in the Water with Mark Harmon. Well, no, well, or just, I don't know about the with Mark Harmon, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic in the water. And we bought a zoo. Yeah, we bought a zoo. 